Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Everything you've probably thought about attraction is wrong. If you think it's about getting buff and lean and sexy, then you're honestly only about 25% right. That means if you were taking a test, you would fail. There are some grave misconceptions about what attraction is and why it matters, and I'm going to reveal the truth about it. I'm Kimberly Holmes, CEO of Marriage Helper. At Marriage Helper, we have worked with thousands and thousands and thousands of couples for 20 years in every situation you can imagine. From pre-married to wanting to spark their marriage back to the fire it used to have, to the couples who are on the brink of divorce, this principle, if you were to ask our clients, they would tell you that this principle— was the secret sauce in transforming themselves and their marriage. So here's the thing. What we have discovered at Marriage Helper through our 20 years of experience with these thousands of couples is that there's a process to falling in love. Now, you might be thinking this is supposed to be about attraction. This is important. I'm getting there. See, falling in love doesn't just happen. It's not fate, and it's not because you found your soulmate. It's an actual process. And if you follow this process, then you will fall in love. And if you don't follow the process, then you won't fall in love. Let me break it down even more. If you continue to follow the process after you have fallen in love, then you'll continue to fall deeper in love. But if you stop following the process, even after you've fallen in love, gotten married, had kids, bought a house, well, then you can very easily begin to fall out of love. Yikes. Falling in love and continuing to fall in love starts and continues to start with attraction. But attraction isn't just physical. That's what most people get wrong. No, attraction is about way more than physical attraction. We call it the pies. Physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. These are the four areas of attraction. And when we find someone else attractive in these four areas, that it increases our overall attraction to them. Here's a breakdown of each area. The first is physical attraction. We're attracted to how someone looks, how they take care of themselves, how they dress. Of the four areas of attraction, it tends to be the first one we notice, but it is not the most important one. The second one is intellectual attraction. We are attracted to people that we can talk to and do life with. People who have shared interest or are at least willing to share in our interest. You want to be in a relationship with someone that you can enjoy, that you like to hang out with, that you like to talk to. That is what intellectual attraction is. Continuing to grow your mind, learn new things, and engage in conversation. You know this. You've seen gorgeous people who there's amazing physical attraction, but once you start talking, you realize there's no way you could hold a conversation with them. The third one is emotional attraction. Now, this is the most important area of attraction that most people don't even realize is part of attraction. Emotional attraction is evoking emotions within someone else that they enjoy feeling. One of my friends was dating someone a couple of years ago, and physically, there was a connection. 
intellectually, there was a lot there. But one day they went to the pool and he said to her, you know, you would look a little bit better in that swimsuit if you just lost a couple of pounds. What? My jaw dropped. No, he didn't. We hear those things and we are appalled. But if you're in a relationship, I bet you've done something similar. If you're human, then at some point you've said something that evoked emotions in your mate that made them feel less than. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about that in just a minute because it's so crucial. But here's area number four, spiritual attraction. A lot of people of faith would say, well, wait, isn't that the most important area of attraction? Hear me out. Spiritual attraction doesn't have to do with religion or faith as much as it has to do with beliefs and values. We are attracted to people that we see as having similar beliefs and values or better beliefs and values than our own. A person's faith, many times, affects and guides their beliefs and values, and of course, that is important. It would be difficult for you to be in a long-term marriage with someone who is completely opposite of you on issues that matter most, but you could be if the respect and the positive emotions were there. Because it all goes back to emotional attraction. I want to be with someone for the rest of my life that's going to make me feel good about myself. If I disagree with them, if I put on a few pounds, if I have different interests, all those other things can at least work if we can at least have a positive way that we feel about each other in our relationship. But you've seen this happen, right? You've seen couples who were once so happy and in love just begin to fall away from each other, resent each other, and probably, ultimately, separate. It happened to me. My husband and I had an amazing relationship, and then we got married and moved to Korea for two years. (laughs) Korea was great. We loved it. But what I'm saying is we got married after dating for 10 months, and then we moved halfway around the world to a country that we knew nobody, and we couldn't speak the language. Because I guess we just like to do life the challenging way. (laughs) So we moved there. He was in the Army. He was a pilot, and he was working long hours, overnights. We had one car, which he needed for work, so I was stuck at home day after day after day. So I lounged around in my pajamas all day, got up at 9 a.m. while he's waking up at 4 a.m. to go work out. He's going to work. And he feels like he's growing, he's advancing, he's continuing to succeed and learn, and I'm just sitting around. And I started to become less attractive to him. Physically, not because I was necessarily gaining weight, but because I just stopped putting care into my overall appearance. In his eyes, I was just kind of sitting there. But I wasn't. When he was gone, I found a way to get to the gym. I learned how to bake my own bread and make my own handmade pasta. So I was growing these ways in my mind intellectually. And in my eyes, I'm doing all of this for him to have a great meal together when he got home. But he never came home in time for dinner. He was always working and we weren't communicating. So I began to become less attracted to him. He began to become less attracted to me. We stopped talking as much because we were never around each other. And he, as an introvert, and me as an extrovert, he came home and he just wanted to go read quietly in his room. He had been around people all day. He needed time to be alone. And me, the extrovert, he comes home and all I want to do is talk because I've been here alone all day. I need someone to talk to. And then the fights came. Instead of him coming home after a hard day to someone who was supportive and willing to give him some time and space and willing to listen to him, I'd launch into him. 
Why are you late? The dinner is cold. Why don't you care? And he would retaliate, and it never ended well. We went to bed angry more times than we could count until finally all we really wanted was to be away from each other. And all I could see was that he was the problem. If he was different, if he would change, if he would just see what I do for him, if he would stop being so stubborn, if he would just start going to work out with me and we could do this together, if he, 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 him, 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 that's all I could see. But who I was really unhappy with was me. I had let myself become so wrapped up in him, resenting him for moving me halfway across the world, angry at him for my current choices and situations. And I refused to see that what I really needed to do was work on myself. Because at the end of the day, I can't change him. I can't control him. And as much as I wanted to, I couldn't. The only person that I could change was me. So I did. And I 100% believe that we would be divorced today if I had not began to focus on being the best me that I could become. I didn't do it for him. I did it for me. And as a side note, it was the best thing that I could have done for my marriage. Because the process to falling in love begins with the pies. Staying in love begins with the pies. But you don't do the pies to attract your spouse back to you or to transform your marriage per se. You do the pies to make you the best version of you that you can be. For me, when I decided that I was going to start working on myself, that I was going to focus on me, I started physically starting to just care about my appearance a little more. I would get dressed. I would go out and do stuff. I would continue to work out. I learned how to eat healthier. All of this stuff happened so that I felt good in my own skin. Intellectually, I started my master's degree. I started learning about more things. I just started to, I even started to take up interest in things that he was interested in because I wanted to have something to talk about at the end of the day. Emotionally, I started hanging out with friends that made me feel good about myself to where I was getting out. I was getting that time I needed with other people. I wasn't relying on my husband for everything. But also, when he came home, I had to stop getting angry at him. I was fulfilling my needs in other ways so that when he came home, I wasn't putting all of the expectation on my husband. But when he would talk to me and speak to me, I was trying to be a safe place for him by not yelling at him or getting angry or trying to fight with him about things, but I was trying to be, honestly, a friend to him, like we were when we were dating. Spiritually, I got back into the Word. I got involved at a church. I started actually living in line with what I said my beliefs and values were so I wouldn't come across ever as a hypocrite. I did all of these things for me for years. Our marriage went through some really hard places after that, that I did not see coming and I was not prepared for. But the premise of having the pies to go back to, when I was angry at him, when he was doing things that were hurtful to me, what I had to keep coming back to for years to come was all I can do is work on myself. And eventually, not only did it change me, it changed my marriage. And I 100% believe it was because of the pies. I can't go into detail about all aspects of the pies here and how it all works, but this is a brief overview. As I said, when I shifted my focus from everything my husband needed to change and begin seeing all the ways I could grow, things began to change. Several years ago, I was working with a client whose husband was in an affair. 
He had left, moved across the country, and was gone. She wanted to save her marriage, but she was completely broken. She couldn't eat. She couldn't sleep. She couldn't leave her house. She stopped going out with her friends. She felt like she couldn't have a life of her own anymore. She felt like she had always just needed to be home so that she could keep her eye on him as much as she could try to, even though he was gone. She had just lost her ability. She wanted to track his phone. She wanted to let him know every single day how much he was hurting her. She disconnected from her faith. Everything was falling apart. As she was weeping to me on the phone, asking me, what can I do? Here's what I told her. Work on your pies. Physically, eat. Get moving. Get out. Do things that make you feel good in your body. Get sleep. Go to the doctor and get medicine for things if that's something that you need to do. Intellectually, occupy your mind with something other than what's going on in your marriage. Find friends that you can go out with and have fun with. Join a book club emotionally, you need to surround yourself with people who make you feel good about you. And as much as you can, you need to be a safe place for your husband. I know it's hard, but stop reminding him how much he's hurting you every time you talk to him because he's going to stop talking to you if you keep evoking emotions within him that make him feel even worse about the situation. She said, but he needs to know. He knows. And if you want to save the marriage, you're going to need to stop doing that. Spiritually, Get back in church. Get with God like never before and never underestimate the power of prayer. If anything works, this will. It didn't happen instantly. It took over a year. But I remember exactly where I was standing the day that she called me and said, he's coming home. He ended the affair and he wants to make it work. What happened? I started working on my pies Just like you said, I did it for me and it changed me so much that I gained my confidence back, my self-esteem came back, and I knew that no matter what the future held, I could handle it. Through that, it began to show in my interactions with him. He began to see me again. He began to become attracted to me again. He remembered why we fell in love to begin with. But Kimberly, I didn't do it for him. I did it for me because I had to do it for me. No matter what your situation is in your marriage, if things are great or if things are wrecked, working on your pies to make you the best you that you can be is the best thing that you can do. Always, forever, as long as you're alive. None of these four aspects ever stop being important. I believe in them wholeheartedly because they have made a difference in my life. And even now, my husband and I have an amazing marriage and the pies have not stopped being important. For either of us, they are always important because it's all about you. Getting you to be the best you that you can be for your age and situation in life never stops being important. If you're looking to work on your pies for you and to transform your marriage, then we can help. We have workshops, online courses, and coaching to help get you that change that you're looking for. You can call us at 866-903-0990 or visit us at marriagehelper.com. We're here to help you become a better you.